The real estate market is booming. Whether you look in the suburbs or the city, Chicago continues to expand, creating incredible opportunities for those in the know. We'll connect with Chicago's real estate moguls to bring you the wisdom and expertise to help make your next real estate move a lucrative one on the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce. Welcome to the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Ross Wall, real estate broker with App Properties. Ross, thank you for being here, brother. Thanks for having me, man. I'm really excited to be here. No, that's what I love about doing this is that these conversations, just like the one we had leading up to this, I mean, we've gone over our appointment already and, you know, haven't even got started. Yeah, yeah. So it's amazing. It's easy to get carried away with you, for sure. Likewise, brother, likewise. But on that note, originally from the Chicagoland area, so Chicago guy, mm-hmm. how did you get started in real estate? Well, um, so I think I, I had always wanted to be self-employed. My mom... You know, all her siblings, she's, you know, she's one of five and they're all self-employed. So maybe I already, I initially had that itch. And so, so when I was in my sort of early twenties, um, actually like during nine, you know, nine 11, I was working in my mom's state farm insurance office. Oh, no way. And one of her, uh, one of her clients right at the time, he had his own audio video installation company, right? When it was all new, like HDTVs were just starting to come out. And so I really did not like working in the insurance office and was trying to find a way out. And so I started talking with him. Um, I started talking with, you know, the owner, like, hey, do you need help? It seems like you're on your own. Like you might need an apprentice or something like that. And then I ended up being his apprentice, did that for about a year. And then, um, you know, the sort of relationship fell apart. You know, I wasn't getting paid regularly, mm. you know, all these kind of things. Um, but which is fine because I learned so much from him. Sort of use that moving forward. Um Ended up getting like a, a good job working as, you know, like a kind of a project manager of sorts. Okay. While simultaneously trying to open like a side business, doing audio video install, like in the early days. Um, essentially, you know, I, I partnered with a friend and we did a lot of commercial, so bars and restaurants. So that was like my first foray into trying to work for myself. Good for you. You know, which we learned a lot, but I definitely like, I figured out, you know, of course, how to manage clients sales, you know, how to like consult and talk people through things. And then of course, project manage and so forth and pay taxes and like deal with the city and, um, which, yeah, which was, a, I think we had quick into, so I was like learning nice. how to do that software. <laughs> and so it was a lot of like growing pains while also, you know, I mean, that was the goal was even though I still had a, a job at the time I was trying, you know, the goal was to kind of grow in this, well, the recession hit. And um, a lot of people had owed us sort of money, and then we had employees. And you know, as as far as audio video goes, you build up a lot of service calls, especially in those early days when mm. you know it started out with the early HD TVs, and next thing you know, you're you have iPhones, and and you're controlling your whole system, and you had to kind of go through all that like different software companies, mom and pa shops going and out. But anyway, so the, the company dissolved. And, and I was really getting burned out because I think at that point I'd, I'd been doing audio video and project managing for about 12 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like we had, it had from, like from the time basically. I was about, yeah, from like 21 till early 30s. I mean, I was even, it's one of those jobs where you leave it, you might leave it, but it doesn't leave you, you know, because people sure. still call you and ask you. Um, but so, so I got burned out and then uh, my mom had an opening at her office, um, but she was also considering retiring. So I was like, all right, well, maybe, you know, you know, maybe if my mom retires, I'll work in her office and I'll do like this sort of 
um, agent program and maybe consider becoming self-employed that way. And working back in the insurance office that many years later, I, I probably disliked it even more. No offense, mom. Sorry. Um, but, um, but that's what sort of got me like, okay, you know, now as a child, I've thought about doing real estate for a while because it, it actually ties in really well with audio video because of sales consulting. I was going to say, but no, everything experience in and of itself is valuable even to you now. Total. I mean, even just like, because we did so many new construction projects. So just knowing the way houses yep. are built and structures yep. and like kind of everything that goes into it and then doing all the commercials. So we knew a lot of the, the commercial aspects of doing it. So it was kind of a perfect transition and a good friend of mine um, was a realtor at the time and I was actually had met with her to sell my condo. And then I started talking to her. I was like, hey, if I got licensed, would you be willing to mentor me? Um, her name is Jen Laskov and she worked at Berkshire Hathaway. So I like interviewed at Berkshire Hathaway and this other company, um, Main Street Real Estate, where I like gotten my license through, and they were so nice. But with I Mo, right? was it yeah with Mo? yeah with Mo, <laughs> um, and uh, they were so nice. I remember like sitting at the table with them, and they it was it was a good interview. But I ended up going to Berkshire Hathaway because of the mentorship I was yeah. able to receive through business, my friend. right? Yeah, and to be honest, it was one of the best decisions because as it turned out, uh, my my friend Jen was. Um, one of her friends or a realtor that she would work with a lot was Jeff Lowe, who's like one of the, you know, still pretty much is like one of the, you know, number one realtors in Chicago. So like right off the bat, I was able to like host open houses at like these, you know, 1.6, 1.8 and beyond, which was so intimidating, you know, at first as you're going through, but it like... Push you out of your comfort zone immediately. Oh, totally. And that, but that's why I wanted to do it. I mean, I was yeah. hosting every weekend. Good for you. And I would just study these listings. Like I'm studying for a test. I mean, back and forth, knew, tried to know everything about it, everything about neighborhoods, schools, everything else, just so I was super competent when I'm dealing. Because of course you're dealing with, you know, people with higher income, you know, just basically. Yeah, probably not their first home. No, but they're, but you know, usually in that realm, people are a little bit more savvy. They know a lot more, right. you know, so you, you kind of almost have to be on their level. hundred percent. Of, you know, intelligence, I guess, in that regard. But yeah, and then that, I have to admit, that's what gave me at least a lot of confidence. Because I'm like, if I can get better at these, you know, and good at these, or at least trying to meet clients that way, it's going to help me for everything else that's less than that. And it, and it totally did. That's amazing. So. From a, just from a learning standpoint, I guess, going back, because obviously you're still here and we'll get into the the teams that you've you know been associated with and, and how you've learned from that. But what advice would you give to new um, agents who are out there that, you know, are getting into it because even just talking to to Lee Marcus recently, he was saying like 88% of realtors, you know, flop out within the first year, year and a half. And That's it's true. like, man, what here you are, right? So what what advice would you give for those getting started um, in terms of making it past that time frame? Well, you know, one of my partners now, Jamie, I mean, we had to have a lot of those conversations. You know, his his first year was 2020. So I remember just telling oh, him. Oh, no like, way. Yeah, which obviously it was a good year Turned in real good, estate, right? yeah, but yeah, yeah, but when you're you're sort of new and then all of a sudden like nobody's showing properties for like a series of I think it was like a month and a half, like nothing, everything yeah, done. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. people weren't even people were scared to go to properties, but right. so um, so really in talking to him, really what this I feel like what this job is and to some extent is you you do have to have strong worth that work ethic and you have to be reliable and responsible. If somebody sends you a message, email, try to get back to them, you know, as soon as possible. Obviously, it's not always super easy if you're out doing showings, whatever else, but it's just being on point that way, being responsive, being able to think on your feet. But I mean, 
But again, when you don't have any clients, you're like, what do I do with my day? So you yeah. have to just keep working and pushing and going to classes and seminars and all that's part of it is just filling out um, every day. So to me, a lot of it is time. If you can really find a way to make it time, like through like those first three years and just keep pushing forward and, you know, it does help. They say it helps, I think, if you have like six months savings going into it, you know, just to help you to get to that first sale. Yep. Which was which was true. Like I, I almost wish I had more money saved, you know, just to help catapult me and market a little bit more. A little more confidence, I'm assuming, too, that comes from that. Totally. Yeah, totally. When you're able to like maybe if you want to buy some leads or or you know, put your face on a bus bench, all those costs yep. money. And when you don't really have it and you're still trying to make it, that's the hard part. So how do you how do you make it without having money? Absolutely. Um, so it, it took a lot of creativity. Um, again, the mentorship helped out a lot. And my friend Jen had like kicked me down some leads personally, you know, and so but but every year you get business different. It's it's almost never the same. You might have some clients, of course, who carry over. But like I would. So, yeah. So ultimately it is. It's um, so I will really tie it to the first thing Jen told me, which I, I fully agree with this many years later. She's like, just make sure even if you're still working at your old job, which I still was when I got licensed, um, you're putting in 40 hours a week. I don't care if it's at night, yep. you know, prospecting, whatever else, just make sure, like, clock your hours, clock your 40 hours a week. Because wow. if you're doing it, which I was, and then it does, you know, essentially pays off to some extent. But hold yourself accountable. Yeah. Oh, hands down. And what does that work out that come for you that, I mean, I'm hearing, you know, some of the successes in your family and like mom having these businesses, it, you, you could have easily said, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go down this route and, and take the easy route, but you really wanted to make a name for yourself, it seems like. And, you know, th this work ethic that you talk about, I feel like comes a lot of times from, from different, you know, sources. But for you, where did that inspiration come from to have that drive? It's why I, I think about this because this is, I think, what I'd like for my daughter at some point. But I, I had a job when I was uh, 15. I got my first job. I remember getting a worker's permit. Yeah. I worked at Vertel's shoe store. <laughs> nice. You know? <laughs> nice. I think I got, like, go for, you know, I, I don't know. Um <laughs> I can't remember why, but, uh, but yeah, but then I worked at Treasure Island grocery store while I was like, you know, senior in high school, bagging groceries. And then when I went to college, you know, I, I had a cafe job, you know, for school. So, and then, you know, when I was doing audio video stuff, I had the side. So I was always like practically working seven days a week. So, wow. so very young, I had a, a work ethic built in. So when you get into real estate, it was like, you're working seven days a week, but when you're already kind of used to it, it's easier because at this point I wasn't doing physical labor anymore. Mm. You know, it was all, it was really the mental stress sometimes is, I have to admit, over, it, like just as overwhelming as, you know, physical labor, you know, like it can be tiring. Yeah. Like just a day of, um, but, but I think that's part of it too, is, you know, you also have to find ways to take care of yourself. And what does that look like for you? I mean, you seem like such a calm, cool, collected guy and, you know, even in talking how you've seen some of those people that you've either worked with in the past or just been on the other end of the uh, of a deal that, you know, and, and you hear it too, but just how realtors can be uh, a little aggressive or, you know, kind of flip a switch and be angry and whatever. But for you, it seems like you maintain this very even keel and don't allow those things to uh, influence you, although you may see it a certain way, right? It doesn't change that, but the, the way you show up and react, um, uh, you know, it's, it's to be admired. So, for you, how do you find that balance? How do you maintain that sanity in, in kind of an insane world, especially when dealing with so many emotions? It's a really great question because I have to admit it didn't start out that way. Really? And a lot of it was, I think, going to these seminars and hearing what people did and how they started their day. 
um, and sort of how things work for them. And then I think I started to finally tailor because like, you know, in the early days, you know, you roll out of bed, I would roll out of bed and just get right on that computer. Oh, I got to mm-hmm. get back to this email or whatever. Or, you know, of course, do it from my phone, but I get like right into the email. Immediate reaction. Yes. Mode. And then I like, just start doing work and then be like, okay, now I, now I can grab some coffee and then go right back to it. But you know what I'm saying? When you wake up and you just go right to work, it immediately just puts you on a, a different a stress level. So really what started to, I feel like, help my business um, is I decided to change that aspect and instead of just going right to my email, I mean, of course, I'll answer some text messages or something if they come in and it's you know, more it's time, yeah, time sensitive for sure. Yeah. Um, but what I started to do was when I got out of bed was more so take care of myself, maybe just make some coffee. Now I started, you know, in the in the past year or so, I started doing yoga. Good for you. So and then because med- at first I was drinking coffee and meditating before I got into my day and then maybe just take a shower or something and be like, all right, I'm ready, fresh, you know, and then get right to it. But now that I started doing, you know, I did like this coffee yoga thing, meditate. And then I like, I start my day, like my muscles are stretched. My mind is like in the right place. And then I settle and then I can start working and and, and such a difference in how I deal with people. Tell me about the, I mean, I guess that's what I I guess lacking in in society. And you hear about that and just how people are reactive because the first thing they do when they wake up in the morning is they reach for their phone. Right. And that sets you up for the day to be in a reactive mode where now you're reacting to everything and your emotions are all over the place because you weren't intentional about it. What else did you see in your life change as a consequence of uh, adopting some of those habits, especially the yoga part and, you know, just being intentional about your morning? What other things did that translate to in terms of your business or even just your personal life? I think the biggest thing was um, in, in how I react to people, because obviously in your in this profession, you have all different types of personalities that you're dealing with. Of course. You're going to have people that are really high stressed. You're going to have people that kind of know everything. You're going to have, but you're also going to have people who really rely on you, depend on you, trust you. and Respect and, you. Yes. <laughs> but, but so to some extent, I mean, a big part because it's so many different personalities, you do have to be so many different people at once. And you have to be able to think on your feet and advise those people according to their personality type or their mindset, you know, because you can't assume the way I talk to this first time home buyer is going to work the same way that I'm talking to this guy who's bought 10 places over the years. Yep. Um, but so it made me be, I think, much more conscious of, um, you know, or at least I guess I could say like uh, uh, adaptable, you know, it, it just because my mindset, you know, and that's kind of like that meditating thing. I and mean, when you can kind of focus on you know, meditation to me, it helps me, you know, like obviously the, the goal is like focus on your breathing and clear your head, which is not always easy, but the goal is obviously to get you just to be able to focus on one thing and not, because that happens when you're really stressed, like 50 things are once in your head and you can't get a clear thought out, you know, because you got just too much and it's just overwhelming where like through the meditation, all that stuff, you can now start your day or I can be much more focused in how I, you know, respond to people, period. Um, I can't say I, I always get a chance to meditate every day, so those days might be a little more bumpy, but it's a whole, <laughs> it's a whole like the calm demeanor, you know, you have to take care of yourself. And that's one thing I've definitely learned through a lot of seminars. Take care of yourself first. That's amazing. I mean, it's, it's an important part of it, but what about also on the, on the professional side of it? How do you maintain uh, just up to date with things, right? That it can't just all be uh, meditation and, and having this great morning routine, but um, it seems like you're very, very extremely knowledgeable uh, when it comes to real estate in general. So for you, what has helped you the most from that professional standpoint? Oh yeah, that's a, that's a good one because I mean, 
there's so many different, obviously we're in the information age, so there's so many different ways to learn different styles. But I would say the one thing that's helped guide me at least with, I'll even just say with the buyer side, working with buyers, um, just a small thing is I, I always paid very close attention to inspections. Mm. So if we had an inspection, you know, I always attend every inspection with my buyers, um, unless there's some type of conflict, but, um, I, I would, I would ask the inspector questions. I would be like, oh, it's, you know, of course you, you, you want to pay attention when he's going through the whole report, but just having that amount of knowledge and asking him questions and knowing that it made me that much more knowledgeable when the next time I'm going to going through a house with my client, you know, like, oh, this is parging here. You know, there could be a lot of deterioration under this wall here because of the brick. Oh, this, you know, this lentil, you know, is obviously rusted through and needs to be, you know, sanded paint, whatever else. You know, you kind of go through like, but I, but again, I guess that's more paying attention to the details, you know, and not taking things for granted in that regard and go on and on. But. No, it makes sense. Now, the balance of things, I, I want to get to oh, this yeah, and I'm yeah. not sure how to bring it up, but I'm just going to bring it up. But you're part of a band and, you know, you're a musician. There's, there's a lot going on with you. Um, more than just real estate, right? Yeah. Tell me about that a little bit. How you how you incorporate that? Do your clients ever know about that? You know, is that something that that you put out there? Um, yeah, talk to me about the way that you you ma- maintain those two lives. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's. I think that's a tough call because I'm almost shy sometimes in promoting too much because you want to be like this professional realtor, you know, you know, and so by showing sometimes that you have like. Um, you know, this, this hip band side, you know, it's almost, uh, you know, it's funny, even as a musician and, and so, like I went to second city at some point, like sophomore year of high school. So I, I've been on stages and performing, but I've still been shy about it. Sure. So, but I think part of that is because, you know, music, which I should have probably mentioned in part of, you know, how I've kept a calm demeanor is in the beginning of the day, you know, coffee, yoga, whatever else, get in the right mindset. And then at night, you know, once I'm done with my day, my reward to myself is to play music and record. I mean, I could do it. There are times where I'll start recording a track and it might be at like, you know, nine or 10 at night when I'm done. And then I'm thinking I'm just going to like an hour, I'll just, you know, lay this one track down or whatever else. And next thing you know, it's like two in the morning and I'm still, I'm tired, but I'm so happy with what I've done. I wake up the next day feeling good about it. And so, um, but the balance is, I mean, I think the balance, is there a balance? That's the question. Um, you know, to that extent, I, I feel like it's all about, you know, making the most of each day. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if I go to bed too soon sometimes, you know, like, which is, you know, I've been tired and gone to bed at like 9, 30 or 10, you know, and I feel like I'm missing a chunk of the night. I'm a night person, by the way. Same. Um, I mean... Uh, you know, I, I have I'm to get no up. I'm a sleeper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. I'm, like, I'm not really a night person. I'm like more yeah. of a no sleeper, so I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I still get up early. Exactly. But I, you know, but my brain works better at night. For some, like I can. That's why I keep doing it. I love it. Same, same. Um, but yeah, but that's part of like you know, just trying to surround yourself with ways when you when you find ways to make yourself feel good, you know, about life, just your overall, um, I don't know, constitution, whatever else. It, it really does. Like it seeps in your day and how you treat people. Like I feel so good. I want to share all this goodness and I want to start, you know, you just try to treat people around you just as well. And then again, that comes back to your business is when, you know. Absolutely. And, you know, that's one of the things that I, I feel and I hear, um, especially, you know, realtors, but this, this, this notion of wanting to change uh, the perception of, of realtors and, and the real estate industry, right? 
um, where it humanizes people a little more, and it's it's very transactional. But as I'm hearing, you know, you and a lot of others that, you know, there's more to you than just the real estate part. Yet it seems to be almost frowned upon to share that, right? There's a stigma with stay in your lane kind of thing, and you're not allowed to have these other passions. And and I feel like that's just something that's not correct. Like we're so multifaceted as people that to be so linear would be almost uh, a, a, you know, a disservice to to your clients, right? What advice would you give in terms of those that maybe haven't put themselves out there, whether, you know, and I, and I even recently had a guest with Ashley uh, Edelman, who she, you know, does yoga. She's a yoga instructor, but doesn't really bring that into her real estate world, right? So what advice would you give to those who have this other side and this passion that doesn't really fit into the real estate mold, but if they could just tap into it, there's probably all these leads and everything else that come with that too, right? Yeah, so I'm actually going to reference... Um, because I'm not the greatest at it yet, but I'm going to reference Chicago attorney. And I had met with him once and he has a gimmick where he is, I, I'm not going to call it gimmick. Um, that's not the right word, but, Mindset, but, maybe. but his, well, his, he, um, he's a martial artist. Hmm. Um, I think he, he was characters for, um, Mortal Kombat. Oh, no way. We're kind of based off of his move. I mean, he's written, a couple books. Well, hey, that maybe makes even sense. more than that. Mortal yeah. Kombat's from Chicago. But but he, I mean, he's early on. He's like, yeah, I mean, he promotes himself as that guy. And then I think he's CPA, Chicago attorney as well. But he, he was like, once he found out that I played him, he's like, yeah, yeah, promote that side too. Because, you know. Good for you him. Know, cause it, but it's because people do like to see, I think, that you're more than just this business entity, that you do have a personal life and you do have personal passions that maybe they can relate to a little bit more. Well, but, I guess from your experience, what, how has that been received when you when you share that with people? Has it ever been a, a, a negative? No, and that's the funny. I know, I agree. It's wow. it's just, but I think it's also any artist to some extent is probably a little shy about their work and you know approval of their work. Like yeah. So if people start looking me up, ooh, what if they don't like my music? And then what if they think different of me? You know, or judge you for it? Yeah, like, but. Yeah, it, like, but in the scheme of things, and especially in Thailand, that doesn't matter. It's it's what you do and what your passion is, you know, in in that regard, and sort of tying that into your career. So I, you know, it's still a work in progress, but um, but it is something that definitely helps pacify me. No, that's no doubt awesome. about it. Well, let me ask you just, uh, you know, in the interest of time, but what's the future look like? How do you hope to bring this all together? And I know you have a lot of uh, ideas and projects in mind, but, you know, what what can we expect from Ross and, and your team as well? Uh, you know, ultimately it's, you know, it's day by day. <laughs> I feel like I am always satisfied just as long as I'm progressing. I never try to stay, take a step back. Now, I might not progress as fast as some people. Like there's some people getting this in industry, you know, in five years they're, Top of the game. Yeah, top of the line. But um, I have a little bit of a different pace, but I, um, I'm, you know, ultimately progressing, and that's the whole thing is just keep going and going and growing. And, and it's true, and it has been that way, you know, in my career in this industry. Um, just as long as you, you know, keep making those connections and you remain a good person, you know, and yeah, and you, you know, I don't know. I, that's what, but again, I still go back to you know making the most of each day, is you know, and that's start there. <laughs> see what you know. See what 
tomorrow holds after today and make the best of that and keep going and going. And so far, it's worked out. No, I, I, I love the energy you bring. And I got to say, I feel like I've made a friend above all things. Definitely. And, you know, I'm just so excited, one, to know you. But I think there's a lot that people can learn from you from, from you know, not only just your experience, but your disposition, you know, your mindset towards things. And you're right. You put good things out there. Good things go back. And it doesn't, it doesn't always work out that way, at least in the moment. But when you have patience and, and you continue to do that, it really does, does always work out. So persevere. Absolutely. But on that note, I want to thank you coming in and sharing your story and just being a light in a, you know, in a dark world. Yeah. Thank you so, thank you so much, Troy. This is awesome.